Hello listeners, welcome back to the Not So Ordinary Podcast, where you can find retro game reviews, album recommendations, and you can hear us rant about the topics that we're going to be talking about. So, sit back and relax and enjoy this episode, whether it's tonight or the day. Thank you for listening to that intro. It was my first attempt at recording one. Um, today, I just wanted to jump straight into the first topic. I don't have any guests on. I don't have a co-host right now. I will later in the episode, but not today, uh, at least for this portion of the episode. And uh, I just wanted to go over a couple of retro games, just to dive straight into it. A couple of retro games that I think could be turned into successful movies. Uh, so I guess starting off the list would be Probotector. Uh, a lot of you guys know Contra and Super C if you're a retro gamers like myself. Uh, Probotector is the European PAL version of Super C. And the reason why uh, Europe had a different version, which uh, Probotector, if you guys don't know what it is real quick, is basically it's just Super C that's reworked with uh, robot textures over the humans. Uh, because over there they didn't like the violence of you know, the original Super C, which was humans going around shooting other humans. Um, so basically what they did instead over there was they reskinned it and named it something else. Uh, the music is all the same. I think it's like a, maybe a pitch lower. I could be wrong, but, um, there are very minute differences other than the, uh, other than the graphics. So basically it's the same exact game, the same hardware, the same engine, um, just retextured to, um, be, you know, more suitable for PAL audiences. So, Probotector, I think, would be a good movie to do because, I mean, who doesn't like seeing robots going around shooting things? You know, you have Spread, you have all the other, you know, weapons that you have in Super C and Contra and Probotector that I feel like would make a really good addition to a movie. It would be probably sort of like a Rambo style, I would have to say, because, of course, uh, adapting a side-scroller game into a movie uh, would be kind of difficult to do and of course the whole game isn't side-scroller only um, but you know adapting that would be kind of difficult to do if you wanted to do just you know strictly based off the game um, to a T so you'd of course have to take creative liberties but I feel like the characters would be pretty cool and uh, especially now even if they didn't use practical effects or suits they could definitely do some really cool CGI um, like based on like, look at Ready Player One. They had Gundam. They had RX-78-2. You know, completely CGI. Uh, looked really good. So there's no telling what you could do with a humanoid figure. You know, somebody that's small enough, a robot small enough to be a human. Uh, you could do some really cool CGI with that. And you could make it look really convincing, really believable. And I feel like, you know... I, I feel like if they were to make it a movie... It shouldn't go, you know, too far out of the realm of the game, but I feel like it should also be able to push your creative boundaries just a little bit. Um, But just be a really cool uh, shoot-up movie and a really neat action movie. Of course, you'd have to have a plot in there. Maybe even put references to Contra and Super C in there. So, um, you know, that's where Probotector, I think, would be a a really good movie. Uh, Another... Another one would be Contra and Super C. Of course, those would probably be around the same thing. They'd probably be sequels, or they'd probably be... Um, maybe those would come before the Pro Protector movie. Who knows? Uh, just some ideas. Um, my next one would probably be Battletoads. Now, Battletoads, of course, would probably be... Uh, 
like a Ninja Turtles type of movie. Of course, not taking place in New York, but taking place in space and going around to different planets. Uh, so basically, where like the different levels in Battletoads take place, um, I feel like those would be different planets as well. So you could have, you know, the main ship that shows up in the beginning of Battletoads that drops you off on, on the first level. I feel like that would show up and, you know, take you guys around to uh, different planets, which would make the different levels and kind of have like the backgrounds and the scenery and um, all that, you know, related to the level it's portraying. So I, I think, you know, it would be a really nice action movie um, going around and saving your buddies. And uh, yeah, guys, I mean, you know, brief explanation there, but, you know, I feel like it makes the point, and it's pretty self-explanatory, you know, Battletoads isn't something that's too far off from Ninja Turtles, so it's kind of like the same thing. Battletoads, I feel like the movie would be kind of like a Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze type of movie, whereas, you know, with Ninja Turtles 2, they had to go and save Raphael from the Foot Clan, you'd be doing the same thing here, basically, just with different characters and a different story, is really how we can break it down the most. Uh, so definitely it would probably be a ripoff <laughs> or a knockoff, but um, really interesting to see those characters on screen again. Uh, next, we could probably have another Mario movie, but make it good this time. You know, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie hit it off really well and made a really good impression for video game movies going forward into the future. And that left a lot of promise. When I left the theater after seeing Sonic the Hedgehog in the theaters, when I left that immediately sparked, you know, a hope, a sense of hope for future video game movies, such as the next Sonic movie that's coming out. I know it's going to be really good. But also Nintendo's chance to come back with a big animation studio and make another Mario movie. Why wouldn't you want to? You could take a, a mashup of all of the games, really take things from all of the games and, and put a lot of emphasis on the history of Mario and put in nice little you know details and and whatnot that kind of reference the games more so than making it strictly a human based plot reference the games and make it fun and make it something that when gamers sit down in the theaters they're going to recognize and be like hey you know that's from Mario you could even if you wanted to take place in a city it could take place in New Donk City from Mario Odyssey uh, I feel like that'd be really cool and you know you can go around you know have your your characters of course Mario and Luigi would be the spotlight but have like familiar Mario villains such as Bowser and such as even bring in Donkey Kong villains King K. Rool would be really awesome to see or even have Mauser from Mario 2 or Birdo from Mario 2 you know there's a lot of things that you guys can do with with the Mario franchise that you can make into a movie um, heck even if they wanted to they could have a race scene where it's Mario Kart or even you know, if he's got to drive something, make it into, you know, reference of Mario Kart. It doesn't even necessarily have to be. Or, you know, advertise that as a race in, in within the universe. I just feel like, again, like there's a lot of promise, especially coming off the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, that could really be done with Mario and really clean the slate. Because with the, the first Mario movie, it, it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. You know, I remember watching it growing up and, you know, thinking this is a lot different than the games. And so I feel like nowadays they could really do a really better job and, and play it on the safe side and also, um, you know, make a really good Mario movie again. So that's where I stand on that. Um, next, I, would, I mean, I can't really say Ninja Turtles because we already have a Ninja Turtles movie, but Rad Racer would be a really great movie. And, and by the way, guys, I'm, I'm looking at my NES collection right now. 
um, <laughs> basing this list really off of that. Um, Rad Racer would make a really good movie. I, I think it would make a really neat race movie, kind of like Tokyo Drift, something in the vein of a Fast and Furious movie, except not as cheesy. Um, I feel like, you know, Rad Racer would just be another basic F1 race type of movie, but um, I feel like it would be really nice to see you know, the racer go through the different stages and go through the different climates and and uh, different cities and whatnot. Um, again, just like a basic race movie, but it's a, it's something that would be enjoyable if done correctly. Uh, you can make really enjoyable moves off of that. Um, I, I really don't know how else they would pull it off, but, um, you know, after seeing some NASCAR movies and seeing some, you know, racing documentaries, I, I bet Rad Racer could definitely work out as one, or even if it's just part of, you know, say a Wreck-It Ralph movie, you know, they they could do that. So, uh, Rad Racer, pretty self-explanatory, a race movie. Um, yeah, guys, I know it's not really the most uh, active, most uh, exciting list, but uh, I'll definitely come back at you guys in the next podcast with a better uh with a part two to this list because i i do want to take the time to write this down and i do want to take the time to write down my points instead of kind of just going on a whim so um next podcast you guys are going to be hearing another list of games that could be turned into movies and why and i promise you guys it will be a lot better so let's get on with the episode All right, we are back with the second part of the podcast, and you guys heard that right. Of course, you guys have listened to the first part already. Uh, we are joined by Matthew this time. Uh, the first part I, of course, recorded alone. So I actually haven't told him what the topic of this part's going to be. Uh, so basically what we're going to be talking about is video games, maybe from your childhood or even video games from recently that you've already played that you want to replay. So, like, video games that might be nostalgic to you or just games that you just really like that you haven't played in a while that you uh, want to play back through. It's a pretty interesting topic. Is it? Yeah, it is. So, do you want to start? Uh, I mean, you can go first because I have to think. Okay, well, I already have one off the top of my head. Uh, it's a game that I'm actually already playing through. Um, it is Pokemon Soul Silver. It's on. It came out on the DS, and I've played it a lot of the years ever since I got it. Uh, I still have the box, the manual, the Poke Walker, everything that it came with. Uh, so Soul Silver is basically like a, you know, remake of Pokemon Silver. Uh, really, really great game. Really fun. And uh, I mean, I love all the Pokemon games I've played. I've played Platinum. I've played. Um, I believe I played Diamond. I've played, of course, Soul Silver. Um, and then a couple of, you know, GameCube Pokemon games, but, um, Soul Silver is definitely one that I'm still playing. I actually uh, just got to the Elite Four last time I played, uh, but since moving here, I've, I haven't been able to find my cartridge. So that's definitely a game that I want to go back through and uh, I want to either buy it again if I can't find it, or when I do find it, I want to, you know, plop it in my DS and, and I want to do a, just a full playthrough again, um, yeah, hmm. it's just one that's really been nostalgic to me because I grew up with it. So, you have any? Wii Sports actually. I've not played that game in a long time, and I really did enjoy it. Um, 
But I also want. I also always wanted to play Wii Sports Resort. That game looked. Wii very, Sports Resort's really good. Looks very interesting to me. I just love the Wii Sports series. I love the. I think it's called the. The one where you have to use the Wii board. I love that one. Those mm-hmm. games are so fun. The balance. Board? The balance board. Sorry. The yeah. But I love. I think. I just love the bowling thing where you have to go in and you have to knock down all the pins and it goes up to like a thousand pins or like, I forgot the amount of pins it does, but I love that. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it has like the red pin at the front of all of it. And so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think it goes up to like a hundred. I could be wrong though. I haven't played that in a hot minute. Yeah. I actually pulled my Wii out of the shed. Um, It's not in my room right now, actually. It's in a it's in a closet. Well, it's like in my room, as in not like displayed. It's in my closet. So. Oh, okay. Makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah. We sports, we sports is a really good one. We sports resort was actually really fun. I I remember getting that. I believe it came with my Wii because I I had a black Wii. It was like a second generation mm-hmm. Wii at the time. Uh, this was like years ago, right? But it came with We Sports and We Sports Resort, and uh, yeah. That that game is really good. I like the uh, the aircraft that you can fly around. Yes, and, you know you can you can use a biplane or you can use just a. It's really cool. It's really cool. Anything else? Uh, that's all I can. Can't think of any other video games of all the games I literally the played past, like thirty gro- years growing up for the past eighteen years. I only from. I mean, I can try thinking of the game. I don't know the exact name of it. I know it is a Mario game. I know I played it on my DS, but I think it was like. I do not remember. I know that. I think it was like multiple games. This is back in like 2008, of course. I know there's, like, multiple games, mm-hmm. and I think one of them was, like, when you had to, like, slide down this big, sl- like, steep hill or something mm-hmm. like that. I just, re- I don't, I just, I, if I saw a video, I'd probably tell you. And another thing, I literally loved, always loved playing Xbox Connect. That was so fun connect i i had the connect and it never like i mean it was okay you know i I liked it all right at the time but looking back on it it doesn't age well i mean it was fun back then they could definitely do if they did a new version of the connect now i think they could really make it successful i think when you buy the original like xbox one it comes with. I think you have the option for it to come to with the connect. But I think you're right. If they do, uh, if they do make a new connect, it would be. Xbox One had a connect. Yeah. No, it didn't. For real. yeah, it did. I know 360 had a connect. The Xbox One actually had a connect. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, I know the PlayStation had the Move. The PlayStation Move. It was like a, almost like a Wii mm. type of controller, and it had like a ball on it and it would glow. Like when you connected it, oh, kind of like how the yeah. PlayStation Four controller has the lights on it when it connects. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, another game that I really want to go back and play, like like myself, is 
I definitely want to go and play. Um, what is it? I want to go play Wind Waker. Uh, Legends out of Wind Waker on the GameCube. So I grew up watching my brother play that game, and I was always fascinated with it because I just always loved how you know the game looked. It was just very pretty. The graphics are just amazing, and the soundtrack is. I, I've literally sat there and listened to the soundtrack. It's just so good, and it's really calming. And the game itself, the action looks good, and I love the GameCube. The GameCube is one of my all-time favorite game consoles, and so. If I could, I would love to go back and just play Wind Waker by myself. I might even get the HD version for the Wii U just so I could go back mm-hmm. and, you know, play it. Or I might just get the, you know, might just buy my own version, my own disc of the GameCube one. Um, my brother has it upstairs, but, I mean, I, I want to own one of my own so I can go back and play it and, you know, experience it. Because I never played it growing up, you know, my brother always did. So that's another game that that's nostalgic for me that I would just love to get my hands on and kind of dive right into because I'm a really big fanatic of the Legend of Zelda series. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. And Wind Waker is just pretty yeah. sick. Um, I played Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Again, that's another one that I want to finish. Uh, it's on my Wii U. I downloaded it from the eShop. And I've gotten uh, into, the, like, you know, into the game just a little bit. But... Last time I played it was like 2015, 2016, and uh, just ever since then, I, I mean, I haven't had my Wii U out here yet, so I haven't really been able yeah. to play it, but that's a game that I I am like dying to, to finish, is The Legends of Diminish Cap, uh, originally came out of the Game Boy Advance, so uh, that's, a, that's another game, so if you have anything else, or maybe any other consoles that you want to revisit... Uh... Uh... I'm honestly trying to think of some games I haven't played in a while. That would seem fun. I think I'm gonna go back and play like the Harry the Lego Harry Potter games on like the Xbox three sixty. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. I think that would be very interesting. So like what like you wanna elaborate on that? You know, kinda like what you like about the games, you know. I just think that it looks fun. I think that all mm-hmm. logo games were fun to me. They still might be. I think my biggest, yeah. like, I think I was the biggest, the like, the, I've always loved Lego Marvel. What's that one? It came out in like 2012. Lego Marvel Superheroes. I think that's what that's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lego Marvel Superheroes. I, I love that game. I have the game on the 360. Yeah, that's 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 more like that's my favorite game, and I also really like just basically basically all Lego video games, all things considered. I never got to play any Lego, um, Lord of the Rings or Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I love the Lego Star Wars games; those were so fun. They are really fun. I like, uh, my favorite one is the uh, Complete Saga. Yeah. Um, I actually had an Indiana Jones Lego game on the DS Lite. Uh, I don't know where the cartridge is now, but I used to play it all the time. You know, this was like 2010. You know, I, I used to play that game all the time. It was really fun. Um, the only Lego game, so the Harry Potter games are okay. Okay. Uh, I played them with my brother recently. He got them on the Switch. He got like uh, all of them for a, a really good deal in the eShop. And um, 
they're okay. Um, but my least favorite Lego game of all time is the Lego Castle game. Uh, that's because back then when I got it, I thought it would be just like any other Lego game where you run around and you go and, you know, do your missions and whatnot and collect studs and, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Lego Castle game, what it was, it was more of a strategy game. Oh. And when I was young, I didn't understand that because I just saw that it was a Lego game. I had the Indiana Jones one, and I thought they would be the same. Also, my brother had the Lego Batman oh, game. Oh, yeah. So I figured, like, it would all be the same. But then the Castle one was, like, a strategy game. And I didn't like it. You know, and I think we still have it though somewhere. That's also one that I would actually want to go back and try and figure out, even though I didn't really like it that much back then. I feel like I would like it now because I really do like some strategy games. And one that I do want to end up getting is a uh, Godzilla Two on NES. I have the first Godzilla game, so it's not a strategy game. It's actually a side scroller. But um, the second one, the NES, is actually a strategy game, so that's one that I do want to play as well. That's on my list. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I could literally go on all day talking about this. I'm a huge game nerd. I think that I mean, another game I haven't played in a while was... Well, it's actually two games. I haven't played The Division 2. I love The Division. It's such a... F- I haven't played the first Division, but the second Division is so fun. I need to finish that game. What? What is it? So basically, it's a Tom Clancy game, and mm-hmm. so it's gonna be like military style. But what it is is that it's a group. I don't know what year it is. I think it's like, it's. I think it's somewhere set in the future or even present time. And what it is is that it's there's this green toxic gas that's been formed, and criminals are using it. To their advantage and you're a part of what's known as the division and these guys are like go in and they stop the criminals and it's a very cool game and the second the first one takes place in new york city but the second one takes place in washington dc and what's really cool about it is that the entire thing is like it's like the full scale of washington dc like you can walk into the white oh. house you can go to the washington monument you can um, you can go to the capital. It's just, and it's so, and like, I know there's a mission set inside the, um, I don't know the name of the museum in Washington, D.C., but you go in there and you have a mission. It's like, you have to go. The Smithsonian? Huh? I think it's the Smithsonian. Because like, you have to go to like this one Mars room and then you have to go to um, an astrology room and then you have to, mm-hmm. it's all very cool stuff. And then the second game I haven't played in a while is the 2015, I believe, Star Wars Battlefront. I love that game so much. Oh, yeah. I've heard a lot of mixed opinions about the 2015 Battlefront. So I grew up, just like a lot of people, with the original Mm -hmm. Battlefront games. And, you know, my brother's always playing the original Battlefront games. Um, And when the 2015 one hit, Everyone was excited for it. Even I was because it was like a series that I grew up with coming back. But it was different. And I never personally played it. That's actually one that I do want to play as well. But it's not one that I'm... I'm not nostalgic for the 2015 one. Um, but I would I would like to get my hands on and uh, dive into it. But I did hear a lot of mixed opinions about it. I heard that it was good. But I heard that it was too far different from the originals. It's very... 
I'd say it's kind of it sticks to like because of course you have all the it's a very beautiful game like it's a very gorgeous game I can't even oh yeah no doubt I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just it's so I really like because there's only there's only a few maps you can select for when you're playing alone because hmm. like I know that but there's but what's good about it what's really good about this is that there's two different types of game modes practically or three I should say there's there's the ones where you can choose to be a uh, a fighter pilot and you can and you always get to choose what fac- faction you're in. So you can be either you can either be on the Empire or you can be in the Rebellion. Yeah. And you get and then when you choose out of those two, then you get like, oh, I'm gonna be in a TIE fighter, I'm gonna be in an advanced TIE fighter. I think that's what they're called. And then TIE yeah, fighters. And then you yeah. have an X Wing and then you get to have a Y wing. And then there's that but then there's the actual you getting to so there that's one of the three things the second thing is um you being a soldier so you can either be like a stormtrooper or you can be a rebel and what's really cool about it is that you choose your gun and there's kind of like things in the game so you can have like a jump jetpack which is, like, what the Stormtroopers use. Okay. And you can basically, like, you know, typically, like, glide around the map. And then you have... But, what's, but when you're in open worlds... So, of course, if you're an indoor... As a... Um, so, like, if you're... Let's say you're on the system Hoth. On Hoth, you can run up to these little cards. And you can choose what you want to be. So, like... So I know there's like this one card where it's like, it's like these gold, like the, I'm sorry, these blue little tokens that float around. If you run up to it, you can get an X-Wing for a certain amount of time. And then like it oh, takes you to the aerial part. Because because the whole, re- like the whole part of you being on land, as, as a rebel, you have to stop. You're transporting troops out of your system. And you have to stop the AT-80 from um taking down those things and so you have to go in you have to intercept signals and then once the signals are intercepted i think it's it's like the ATATs have a weak point and that's when you're able to go in and use tie fighters to attack mm-hmm. the ATATs from above or not the tie fighters the x-wings okay huh. and then there's like a-wings and then you have the speeder bikes on indoor and then there's hero cards which i really like and you can be like Luke, Han, Leia, or if you're on the um, the Empire side, you can be like uh, Vader, Boba Fett. You can be Emperor Palpatine, but not also not also that they add things more recently. For example, they added these two things where it was you can you can choose to be. So it's like these two other, I guess, DLCs. One of them was the Battle of Scarif from Rogue One. So you're basically doing a Scarif mission. And the other thing oh, is... okay. 
you can uh, destroy the first Death Star. So you're playing as a rebel, and I think you're playing as a Luke, or you're playing one as one of the rebels, and you're and you literally have to go through the, you have to go through the inside of the Death Star, not the inside. What's the what's the term? Um, you know, in the first movie, how they I'm sorry, the trench. You have to go inside the trenches of the Death Star. And you actually have to like yeah. destroy that. It's very cool. There's where, huh. so there's like uh, I think the Rogue One one's the better. The Battle of Scarif is cool. So yeah, Rogue oh, yeah, One was a sure. really good movie. So I wouldn't doubt that the map would be would be good. Um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. My friend Riley, it's a shame that he's not here because uh, literally I would have him on the podcast and he would talk about yeah. Star Wars all day long, like. You'd be speaking to him, you know. We we would be on here for hours listening to him talk about Star Wars. Um, yeah, but there's no doubt that that would be a really fun map. I, I would I would like to blow up the Death Star though, yeah. more so personally, because uh, I, I kind of like the original. I mean, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Rogue One is great, but you know, just like the original, you know, yeah, for sure, or, or something else, you know. Um, what the Star Wars Battlefront 2 is really good as well. Not the one on, like, mm-hmm. the first PF. Um, yeah, yeah oh, but the PS2? one in 2017 or 2017 when it came out. That game is yeah. so good because it focuses... It not only focuses on the first, like, six movies, so not the, not the Galactic Empire and the Rebellion and then the... Whatever the first generation of Star Wars, I don't know the two factors factions for that, but it focuses on the resistance and the rebellion, and I think that's really yeah. cool how they're adding like Ray and um, Ray and Poe and yeah. what's that guy's name? Um, that one stormtrooper, Finn, BB-8, all those characters, mm-hmm. but then. Back in like 2019, or like the, I think like the beginning of 2020, they added, they actually added DLC to that, which was the Rise of Skywalker. Oh, did and they? It's just so huh. cool. Oh, and there's a story mode to the Battlefront 2, which is so good. Oh, yeah, there's cutscenes. There's cutscenes. It's you're basically the Inferno Squad, and this is mm-hmm. taking place on the Battle of um, Endor, and you're and you go in, and you're killing all the rebels, because the Inferno Squad's like an elite stormtrooper group, and then you see yeah. the second Death Star get blown up, and you're shocked. And then oh, wow. you later find, and then you later become a part of the rebellion. And you're like, oh, we've been fighting for the wrong side this entire time. They join the rebellion. And then it's a very fun game. Her name, it's the, one of the characters' mm-hmm. names, Ayn Rusio. Mm-hmm. And she's like the leader of the Inferno squad. I think that's what they're called, the Inferno. Um, something like that but it's so cool so it's a very fun game 
Yeah, I'll have to. I have to look into it. I mean, again, I, I've never played mm-hmm. the new Battlefront. I've only ever, I've actually played the originals, and I've also watched the originals more than I've played them. So I've been more familiar with those. Uh, something I'd be interested in seeing though is, uh, in in one of the Battlefront games, if it hasn't happened already, is uh, actually have some of the five hundred first Legion troopers. Not. Do you know what those are? Okay, well, I'll let you look them up because I don't want to explain them. But uh, basically, um, I, I would like to see those. I'd I like to see a lot of other Star Wars characters and a lot of different clone troopers as well that you yeah. don't generally see. Uh, I think that'd be cool, like, you know, to play as. Um, anything else? No, not really. Well, I'm going to talk about another game that I would like to go back and play. Um, again, another one that I've watched a lot, you know, over the years and uh, even, you know, my brother has it on the N64. He also has it on DS. It's Mario 64. Ooh. He also has it on the Switch. Mario 64. I watched him play that a lot over the years. That's a game that I personally want to go back and play myself. Because Mario 64 is one of those games that it's always brought up how great it is. Because it deserves to be. I mean, Mario 64 is just an example of like what a 3D game is. How how successful a 3D transition from a side scroll to 3D you can go. Because literally, it went from you know Mario being on the NES and the SNES, you know, from the first, the second, the third, to um, you know Mario All Stars, Mar- Super Mario World, Super Mario RPG, to then the N64 comes out after the Super Nintendo, and here comes Mario 64, you know, our first full mm-hmm. 3D Mario game. And it was like a breakthrough, you know, because of course there were other 3D games at the time, but this one was just done so perfectly. Yeah, I, like, I don't think they could have done yeah. it any better at the time. You know, Mario 64 is is just like... It's timeless. It, again, like it'll never get old. It's a classic. It's a beautiful game. I love the colors. Uh, I love the graphics, even though a lot of people will look at it now and say that it sucks. It really doesn't. I mean, like, look at the time, you know, it was released. I believe it was like, what, 1995, you know, when, when the game was released. Like, how many games in 1995, yeah. you know, looked that good? You know, there were, there were, I don't know. They were on a right track when they made Mario 64 and they, but it still holds up. The game still holds up after all these years. And it's honestly, it's like a a standard of what you should expect with the Nintendo 64. And sure enough, after Mario 64 came out, you know, the N64 still Mm -hmm. had a great library of games, which, you know, for anyone that's trying to get into gaming and trying to get into retro gaming at that, you know, I highly recommend the N64 I highly recommend the NES and I highly recommend the SNES. Of course, those are like the biggest consoles of the retro, you know, gaming era, you know, at least the Nintendo side. I mean, the yeah. Sega had the Genesis, the Master System, you know, yada, yada, yada. But if uh, you want something that's retro, but something that isn't, you know, too old or something that you can guarantee is going to keep someone interested, definitely go to the N64 because it has a lot of great um, a lot of great games, and Mario 64 is one of those. That's like, 
for me, I feel like Mario 64 is the Super Mario Duck Hunt of the system. And if you don't understand that, which I, I doubt you do, um, Super Mario Duck Hunt is basically a game that came with, you know, like a bunch okay. of NES consoles when it came out. It was like the prepackaged game. Yeah. Um, Mario 64, I feel like, is, is the equivalent of that, except it's one of those games that, like, you don't need to buy other games for the system because, yeah. you know, it holds up. You know, it has great boss fights, great music, great visuals. The gameplay is amazing. It's smooth. And the controls are really well coordinated. Uh, and that's one of those that I want to go back and play myself, you know, on the original hardware with the original controller. Honestly, one of the more fun games I've played, I haven't played in a while, actually. It's called Hyperscape. Mm-hmm. And it's a battle royale, but it's so fun because what it is, is that, first of all, it's developed by Ubisoft. And this team is also the team that makes Rainbow Six. But it's a battle royale game where you go in, and it's like it's like a typical battle royale. Mm-hmm. But instead of a storm, what it is, is that it's, it's an environment that's degrading. So it's so colorful, and it's like a it's like a virtual world. There's I'll tell you the story behind it, but like the virtual world starts mm-hmm. dying, and there's these cool things where it's like it's kind of like power ups, I guess, and you can like show yourself. You can turn into like a bouncy ball. You can um, turn invisible. It's like all these different little things, and it's so cool. And then, um, but yeah, it's like a very cool game. So. Mm. Definitely sounds like it. I have to check it out. Oh, okay. Um, I also, by the way, um, Mario it 64 is. was actually released in 1996, not 1995. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, but no, that game definitely sounds interesting. I'd have to look it up. Got to send me the uh, send me the link afterwards, and and I'll take a look at a video or something. Um, I think you would honestly. I mean, you would enjoy Siege. There are games that you play, like Siege, that I don't know a thing about that I don't play. Yeah, I mean, I, I played it that I, I played it once, but. I couldn't really get a hang of it because oh, like, a lot of the games that like, I play aren't really like that. I mean, this, the closest that I've played very to Siege and have been okay with is Halo and Call of Duty before. Extremely team-based, or team-based okay. game. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, for me... You know, a lot of the games that I play are, you know, normally multiplayer games or um, like when I'm in my room, I'm playing the Nintendo, playing the NES, you know, which is like I could pop in any NES game I want to. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, I have to figure out random controls like with Siege. It's like, you know, I had to take a Xbox controller and figure out how to use the thing. It's like with the NES. I mean, a lot of the controls are fairly straightforward and easy to learn for me. Um, but the games are complex uh, in their own right. 
but they're not like impossible for me to learn and whatnot. Um, but like I play a lot of Switch games with my brother, you know, and that's a you know different style. But I don't know. Okay. I, I feel like the Nintendo games, Nintendo games, and games that aren't by them but are on Nintendo consoles are normally what I'm better with. Yeah, just something I don't know why. Um, but that's not to say I'm not open to try anything else. Because again, like I've played my fair share of Xbox 360. I've definitely played my fair share of PS3 with Transformers Devastation, really? and oh my gosh, that game is perfect. That has to be my favorite new generation game of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Transformers Devastation. Check it out on PS3. I think it's on Xbox 360. It's also on PS4 and I believe Xbox One. Oh my gosh. That game is perfect. It's literally... They take the G1 Transformers and Mm -hmm. made a game out of it. And it's good. It's... Oh my god. It's not like Fall of Cybertron or War for Cybertron. It's... It's a different style. It's a different perspective. I mean... It's a third-person game, but yeah. the controls are different, and the attacks are different. The characters, of course, are different. I mean, the characters themselves, you know, like Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, blah, 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 oh, cool. blah um, are the same characters, but it's all in a different style. And the uh, the art style yeah. is literally like cell shading. So it, it's like if they took animation cells, yeah, it's cell shading, kind of like a Dragon Ball Z game, you know. But yeah, it looks just like... It, you rip the characters out of the G1 show and you slap them into a game. And yeah. I'm telling you, for any G1 nerd out there like myself, Transformers Devastation is a game that you need to play because I've beaten that game twice. Okay. And I'm about to beat it for the third time. Just because, And the only reason this is only going to be my third time beating it is because I haven't played it in a couple of years. Yeah. So that that's a game that Literally is one of my, my all-time favorite new-gen games. Just because it's Transformers, and I'm a huge Transformers nerd. Like, a lot of people don't understand that. Like, I've yeah. got Transformers all over my room. i got the G1 series right there. Like, I'm a really big nerd. I, I do need to play through War for Cybertron, though, and Fall of Cybertron. I have both of those upstairs as well. But uh, I, once once I got Transformers Devastation, oh, it was, like, hands down. I, think I, that... I wasn't giving any time to fall cybertron and going back to you like the whole siege i don't think siege is siege isn't i wouldn't say hard to learn it's a very because after two years of it after basically three years playing this game uh, this upcoming july i believe this upcoming july would be my three years with siege You just, it's a very, when you're looking at the game, there's kind of like, okay, wow, three parts to it that you have to understand. So you have to understand, like, you have to understand maps, you have to learn the maps, then you have to learn Mm -hmm. the recoil controls, like the recoil controls on a bunch of guns. And then finally, you have to learn your operators. But once you grasp one of the concepts, it's easier to get the other ones. And there's strategies. Hmm. And it's basically a utility-based game, meaning that 
Okay. The game focuses on the gadgets of the operators. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of like their ability. Kind of. And what did, and like, and when you look at strats, all so the you time on, you like, will the see these strategies okay. about one specific operator um, being using their utility and another operator protecting their utility. And I was explaining this to someone the other night. I was just like, and the reason it's strategic is because you have to think mm. about how you're going to counter that. Because every operator has a counter. And it's just, it's just like, it's a game where you literally have to think. Like, you can't be like, it's not like COD where you just run and gun. Like, this is like a physical thing where you have to like, think of how, what are you going to get done and how are you going to get it done. It's a very competitive game as well, so. Oh, huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I played Siege that one time even on the unranked, and uh, it was like, I don't know, for me it was really hard to understand, just because like, yeah. I was trying to play like Call of Duty, and that's something that, and, and I'm trying to play like Halo even, Halo and Call of Duty are different in their own rights, and their controls and whatnot, but, but like even oh. Siege was just too far different for me to really understand, and not only that, but the fact that it was an Xbox One, and I was my first time playing an Xbox One in like two, three years. So it was kind of weird to get back to, you know, literally me playing an NES the day before in my okay. room to hanging out with Riley, and I was playing an Xbox One yeah, after, the, you know, three years. Like, I literally haven't played an Xbox One since like 2018. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I mean, I'm sure I could learn it. I just, I would need to give time to it. Um, one game that I'm not going to play though is Fortnite. I, I refuse to. I I refuse to play that game. I have not. and there aren't a lot of games that I refuse to play, but Fortnite's one of those that I will. I will freaking. You ever play a V Smile console? Oh, huh. uh, it was like a children's uh, game yeah, console that like I had when I was like really little. I would rather play that over playing Fortnite. Like that Spider Man ass game, I would play you know, games we're nostalgic for just straight to like hating on Fortnite. But, um, one yeah, more so game do I you really have anything else to add? Is... Or do you want to? I have not played this in I don't know how long. It's Spider Man 3 on the Xbox 360. The, I think it's like the 2009 or 2000, Dude, whenever the real. game came out, 2007. That game, okay. So let me explain. Mm-hmm. I started playing the game in our like 20, I don't, 2010, 2011, 2012. And I couldn't get past mm-hmm. this one mission of the game. So I literally gave up on the game. And that mission was called, it's where you have to go to the sewer and you have to fight Raven as Black Spider-Man. And then you have to fight like the giant lizard. I couldn't get past the Raven mm-hmm. part. So I remember in literally 2015, I beat it and then I accomplished the game. And it was so, 
it's just it's, it's such a fun game and how open world it is and how like you can switch the characters. Even the first yeah, Spider Man. That's what I really like, like about Spider Man. Two thousand two yeah. one. That was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I played a Spider Man mm-hmm. game, I believe on the PS two, I wanna say. There was one on the PS two that I um had some experience with growing up. Um a game that I did play and, and gave Force up on Unleashed. after a little bit was so The good. Force Unleashed on the Xbox 360. I ended up, I got The Force Unleashed because the demo was amazing. And I got tired of playing yeah. the demo all the time. So I went and got the real game. And it was really good. And then I got to a certain level that I couldn't get past. And I literally haven't played it since. And I, I need to go back and play it because I'm pretty sure I can beat it now. But no, it's a really good feeling when I can go back and, and yeah. play a game that I, you know, used to have trouble on, and then I can beat it. Because then I can be like, oh, you know, finally got past it. And like my NES games, I, I, well, my dog's barking in the background now, but you know, I got these NES games that some of them uh, I've only like beaten like one or two of them. Yeah, for sure. I think, but I want to beat all of them. That's like my goal is to beat all of the ones I have, and. uh you know, get more. So, anyways, yeah. um, I think I'm gonna go ahead and cut it there because now it's getting loud in the house. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll sure. take a short break and then right. you know we can come back and record more later if you want to. All right, see you guys. All right. Well. listeners thank you again for listening to this episode of the not so ordinary podcast i know we had to cut it short today but um that's okay we're gonna come back stronger and better than ever this week as we keep recording episodes so if you just bear with us as we get into the swing of things we're still getting comfortable with the podcast and we're still learning so you know just please stick around and keep listening and you know i hope to see you guys viewing the next episode So, and I also hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you.